so much for joining me here on Carla's Coffee House on HGB Canada. We're pretty excited to let you know today that we have one young lady named Samantha Chiotti and she is with Still 18. Hi Samantha, welcome to the show. Hi Carla, thank you so much for having me. So I hear that you're not even in the country right now. No, we actually, uh, most of the time we spend in Dominican Republic. Ooh, so you don't have to deal with all this uh, Mother Nature's getting moody stuff, like one day she's like super Aww. hot and then next day she's snowing on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we do sweat a lot here. That's the downside. <laughs> as long as you got water <laughs> near you, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. But it's funny, you can't really maintain any hair and makeup. You're kind of just all <laughs> washes away. <laughs> I'd look like a real hoorah's nest, I think, if I was down there. <laughs> well, you look like a really cool chick. I'm looking at your display picture. You've got a guitar. Well, thank you. I like music girls. Oh, me too. And and it's it's great when you meet other music girls too, you know, because you get yeah. something to talk about, right? <laughs> totally. So you're the youngest member. It's a family situation, isn't it? It sure is, yeah. Yeah, tell us a little bit about it and a little bit of the history that goes with Still 18. All right. So um, my dad was a music. well, he's been a musician all his life, and he was actually the first lead singer of Platinum Blonde. He also fronted Trixie Goes Hollywood. Um, so that was a while ago. And, yeah, music's always been like his favorite thing to do ever and um it's so I caught the music bug of course <laughs> when I was around of course right I caught it when I was around eight years old after seeing the movie the school of rock um and I was just so set on starting a band so I kind of got my third grade <laughs> class involved and I put up a poster or whatever and anyway all these girls signed up and we were called crush and we learned ACDC and good Charlotte and it was a bunch of fun and my dad very patiently taught us all how to play oh wow so, yeah we started opening up for um yeah for his band here on the island he was in a cover band and then that kind of fizzled out after a few years but i was still super serious about music and my dad had written all these great songs about our experiences on the island like you know uh we get to well, we're a witness to a lot, you know, of poverty, of greed, of environmental degradation, all that kind of stuff. So it really fueled his songwriting. 
And I said, Dad, you have to play these. And basically, we started jamming in our music room. He taught me how to play bass. I played guitar before. He was playing guitar. And my mom, who I, I just think it's the coolest thing. She's always been a businesswoman. She's never played an instrument before. She was like, no, I'm going to join in on this fun. And she picked up the drumsticks. And here we are after a lot of <laughs> practicing and perseverance. Uh, yeah, so it's just it's just the coolest thing to do. It's so cool the way that it actually happened, too. It was just, you know, out of passion and fun, you know, and something to say. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. It just, it's really just come together so well. And, you know, now my dad and I write most of the songs together. And it's just so fun. And I feel like we have a great time performing. And, you know, the people, like the audience reactions, always really strong. And they love that we're a family. So it, it just feels really purposeful and great. You know, there's nothing better than playing and singing with family, though, because there is a unique sound that comes with family members that you just can't replicate with anybody else. Oh, it's so true. And and the vibe as well. Exactly. Do you guys ever have these little family issues on stage where you kind of roll your eyes at each other because you're a little bit <laughs> mad from the night before? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we've, we've been through it all. But, uh, yeah, no, we, we usually... We usually keep our uh, little squabbles to rehearsal. So, you know, like, no, <laughs> you're playing it wrong. No, it's you. No, you know. So, but, but we always get along at the end of the day. Well, that's, you know, and that's so important, you know, for, for the, yeah. even for us listening, because we can catch your vibe when you're, when you're uh, having a good time on stage. And even when there's some quirky things going on, it's like we get to watch and it's, it's, we're part of it. Oh, it's so it's so fun, and I feel like for this band, there's something in it for everyone of all ages. So, like, I remember this one gig in particular. This uh, table full of girls were just so like they thought it was the coolest thing that my mom was up there playing drums. So they were saying "Team Mama, Team Mama," <laughs> and stuff. And so then you know, and then it's just so awesome. So we love it. So, how long have you guys had this? Still eighteen. How long has this band been together? Hmm, I think it's been about five years now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's been quite the adventure. We just came back from Europe a month ago. We played uh, we played in Belgium, we played in France, Italy, Switzerland. We had a blast, so that was great. Wow. Well, you know what? It, I think it's awesome when, you know, you get to travel the world and see and hear other people's, you know, worlds you know it's so cool yeah. because we can get so stuck in our own little corners in our world and 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 just you know be caught up in whatever's happening and miss so many blessings that come with you know travel and, and being exposed to other cultures and other people and the way they think absolutely that's really nicely put yeah we've met so many people from around the world and i feel like everyone can relate to our songs we have a, a lot of songs as i mentioned before about like some meaningful stuff going on and some of like the hot button issues everyone is talking about so people really connect with the themes and they're like you know basically at the end of the day we just want to make life nicer for everyone and stuff i think that's our goal as humans right so it's really nice to share our music so, um, are, are you, can I ask you how old you are or is that rude? I'm 23. No, <laughs> I'm 23. So you've been doing this for five years. So it's almost yes. been like since you were 18. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, we had, we, we've been actually playing together 
a bit longer than that, but we really formed Still 18 and got really serious about it um, when I was 18. We actually, Lauren Hill was here, and we actually opened for her, so that was our first really big show or whatever. So that night we realized, like, oh, we really have something here, and we felt a real connection to the audience. So, yeah, we really stuck with it. I see your video for um, the song You Hit Me Like a Drug is, wow, it's over a million views. And when... like, Oh, it's so awesome. We're so thrilled. Um, I, we made it in the backyard. <laughs> so it's so cool to see this thing that we made uh, do that. And like all the comments and shares, it really seems like people are loving it. So that makes us so happy. Oh, that's that's so great. And how many albums do you guys have out as a group? Um, we have one EP, um, which is four songs, and then we have two singles out, um, including the You Hit Me Like a Drug single. And I just wanted to quickly mention that we do have a giveaway going on, because for those of uh, your listeners who haven't seen the video, um, there, there are dancing bananas in it. <laughs> And so people are just loving the dancing bananas. It's so cute. Some people have made memes of them um, in the comments and everything. It's just so fun to watch. Uh, so we've actually got some like dancing bananas merch like to give away. So you can sign up for the giveaway at still18.com if that interests you. And that's 18 spelled out. Okay, so remember that, folks, when you're going over there and get it, you got to go see the video. It is really, yes. it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, you can check. Yeah, you can check everything out at still18.com. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And yeah, please tell us if you're listening to this radio show. That would be great to hear from you. And yeah, we've got Instagram and Spotify and all that jazz. So yeah, follow us. Yeah, because this station, we're, we're kind of a little bit of an oddball station because we have. Uh, both country and um, I guess you could say alternative rock because rock seems oh, to be, cool. you know, going down to the sidelines a bit. But we have days. So um, two or three days of the week, you know, it's basically all country and all indie artists come on there and we just mix them all in together. And <laughs> then you have, you know, your. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's, it's cool. And because I, I know as a as a listener, I mean, I'm I love country. I love rock. I like classical. You know, I, I'm pretty varied. Yeah, just a everybody's like that right yeah no i think you should never get stuck listening to one genre you know it kind of narrows you down and then you become exactly stubborn <laughs> <laughs> exactly so we we've we've got a song here i'm going to play this one first and um i want you to tell our listeners a little bit about this one this one's called carnivore uh can you fill us in a little bit I sure can, yeah. So Carnivore is a song um, about a man um, who's insatiably greedy, I guess. And it's kind of about our society nowadays. It just seems like, you know, you can never buy enough. You can never have enough and everything. And that's really a trap that a lot of people are in. And we're just kind of trying to shed light on that. I wrote it with my dad, and we love performing it. Um, I sing the chorus and stuff, so it's super fun for me to rock out to live and stuff. So, yeah. And we have a video out. You can check it out at still18.com. And, yeah, we're really happy with that song. All right, so we're going to give it a whirl here right now. Here's still 18 with Carnivore. I want a bigger house. I want a hot new spouse. I want to sink my teeth into some fresh new meat. 
And there you go. That's Carnivore from Still 18. And we have Samantha here on the phone with us all the way from the Dominican Republic. Is that right? Hello. Yes, it sure is. <laughs> so um, you guys, are are you touring to, to right now or are you just kicking back and enjoying life? <laughs> well, we did. Yeah, we just came back from Europe a month ago, which was... And now we've actually signed a recording contract with a RL Recordings. They're affiliated with the record label MI5 as well as uh, Universal Music Group. So that's really exciting news for us. They're great people and, yeah, very connected people, and they love the band. And so we just signed that. Um, and so we're coming out with a new single 
um, with them. And so we're just in studio mode right now, recording, recording. Um, so we're super excited about the new single. It's called The Sun. It should be out in about a month. And we're very excited to see what's next with the RL team. Oh, wow. That's going to be awesome for you guys. Oh, thank you. So where's where's your parents from let's 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 do the small town community thing because when you're from small towns you go who's your mommy and who's your daddy where they're from yeah. <laughs> my where... mommy and daddy are from canada okay <laughs> yeah and we're proud canadians because canadians are so nice yes we are aren't we? <laughs> yeah. and humble. And so, yeah and then um in 1985 um my parents came to Dominican, and they kind of just explored the place. They rented motorcycles, and in this town we live in, like, at the time when they were there, like, nothing was there at all, um, And but they loved it, and they vowed to one day move here, and so, yeah, we're so lucky that we spend most of our time here and stuff, so, yeah, they really made their dream come true, so it's awesome. It's so great when people get to do what they want to do in life because exactly. it's so yeah, short. You, you know, life is yeah. so short. Um, now, school. When you were going to school, you've graduated. Did you ever think, well, geez, you know, maybe I'm going to go to university and get a music degree or anything like that? Uh, no, actually, you know, I, I'm a musician. I'm also a writer, so I've got some great things happening with that as well. Um, I have an agent in New York, and so just working on that kind of stuff. And university never seemed like the right choice for me. I'm definitely a performer, and I'm sticking with music and persevering, and the same with writing. I just love both things so much, and I feel so lucky that I can do those things and pursue those careers. That's so true, and I think that's really, you know, the key to anything is whatever you're there's a difference between, I guess, a job and a vocation, right? What you're called to do in this life. Yeah. And you can't and really, get away from it. No, you really can't. <laughs> it's so ingrained in me. Like, I will never not be a musician and a writer, ever. And, like, for those of you listening, I just want to say that, um, you know, there are tons of ups and downs while following your dreams. But I feel like if you stick with it long enough those dreams will come to fruition, you know, like so many people quit, you know, only like if they could go back and see how close they were, you know, so don't give up everybody out there. <laughs> oh, that is such wonderful advice because that's something oh. that I always get everybody that comes on the show to, you know, what, what could they actually say to artists out there that are struggling and are, you know, depressed i actually asked somebody the other day um uh, a lady that i'm just starting to work with a little bit in the usa and i said to her i said is it just me or i said are all of us musicians get do we have really highs and really bad lows oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and let's talk about yeah. that a little bit actually i just yes. want to mention that because it's almost like taboo to actually speak about it but mm. as creative people um there is some real highs and real lows and uh, we pull up from that, I guess, in our writing and in our music, yes. but it's a really difficult spot to go through. Can can you give me an example that you're okay with to talk about that uh, you've went through and how you come out the other end? Yeah, for sure. So uh, for me personally, like I've had so many ups and downs with both music and writing and, you know, there have been some definite like hard times with the band and everything like as all bands go through um but you just got to push through and we're always there 
for each other as a family. That's what's so nice about doing this as a family. So, yeah, there have been some crazy emotional times, but there's there have also been such highs that it's all worth it. And, yeah, you just got to keep going. That's what I feel. Yeah, and it, and it wouldn't be any easier either having, you know, your dad being such a well-known musician, like from, I'm going to say from my age group, because that's <laughs> true. And um, it must, there must be a, a certain amount of pressure for him and for you um, doing a new project because people do tend to get very um, loyal to the old thing, whatever the mm. old thing was, because we loved it. We stay loyal to it. And sometimes it's really hard to break into a new thing because people are expecting you to sound like the old thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I see exactly what you're saying. Well, with my dad and the previous bands that he was in, um, that was a while ago. And now I just feel like really like he's just uh, his songwriting is next level and this project he's just we're just all so proud of and he's so proud of and it's just it just keeps getting better and we're, we're so glad about that because like my dad you know he's just he's going at it and he's pursuing music he'll be pursuing it his whole life and playing his whole life and I just think that's phenomenal and I feel like people think that oh once they reach a certain age you know you kind of give up on what you like to do but that does not have to be the case you know you keep going like you could write the best song of your life at age 75 you know exactly yeah and I think that's that is such key for people like I mean we do don't we live in a society though it tells us okay life's over at 65 quit you know yeah absolutely <laughs> and we just Age is is actually not a thing to be afraid of. It's actually quite an interesting. As I've been getting older, I'm like, I wish I knew what I knew, you know, when I was your age, because um, I'm smarter now a little bit, yeah. and I know things that if I had known that then, I could have springboarded into so many cool stuff. And then there, of course, then there's the other thing: technology's changing and. We have access to more things than we ever had before. So there's a lot of positives to getting older. And who knows, we might all be bionic by the time I'm 90. <laughs> no, I, I totally feel the same way. But uh, also, it's always been so interesting to me, like, you know, how they try to push young artists, like, you know, beautiful 16-year-old girls and stuff, just because they're beautiful. When, like, you know, maybe, you know, some are amazing. I'm not saying that, but, like, older artists they have more stories to tell you know yeah exactly. more wisdom and everything yeah so th that brings me to another question that i love to ask um through your yes. experience what have you found that listeners actually want do they want the the like you said the um basically the barbie and ken of of music out in front of them or do they want the in intense intellect and experience of the older um, musician and artist? Well, I feel like it's always going to be divided because, you know, people like things that are shiny and new and mm -hmm. beautiful and everything, but I feel like those artists can't really last and can't make a long career out of stuff, so they kind of burn brightly and then burn out. Wow. That is so true. I call yeah. it shiny object syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's really it's really unfortunate that, you know, before it was like music was something you heard with your ears and now it's just like, oh, what's that artist's Instagram? How many followers do they have? You know, it's all it's all messed up. It is. It's pretty, you know, it is pretty even like I was looking around because I was thinking, geez, I got to 
I want to monetize what I'm doing a little bit just to help me with the cost because I do it all out of pocket, right? Okay. And I'm like, I'm going to try to monetize this if I can and see if some people want to jump in and help me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm looking and I'm like, if you want an advertiser, you have to have at least 5,000 followers. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so now we know the exact number that you need. Who 5,000 people are not going to go out and buy your product? <laughs> Yes, it's so, you know, it's really difficult in a social media age. (laughs) It it feels like it's just some people just get really lucky, but you've got to keep pushing it because, like, you know, you could be that person that gets that lucky break in a month from now or in two months from now or a year from now, you know? It is because it's even though there's algorithms that seem to be running the show, um, there is a little bit of luck and just haphazardness that comes into it. Just like, yeah. um, you know, um, my story with Eric, it's just, it was an accident and we have a great working relationship <laughs> and he oh, sends, nice. yeah, so he sends me wonderful people like you guys and, Aww. and, uh, yeah. And it was just, you know, one of those things that it was just a simple email and it wasn't even to Eric, it was to somebody else. And all of a sudden I had a relationship with Eric and there you go. So you oh, never know, nice. you know, sometimes it's just a little, I don't know if you call it luck. But definitely the universe is getting involved there somehow. Totally. I think good things come to those who keep trying. <laughs> exactly. And it yeah. is hard work. Like you've heard, I, I'm sure you've heard it um, said, like people will look at somebody that's successful, no matter what it is, music or, you know, they're a CEO of a successful company. And they look at them as though, wow, you know, they just kind of stepped into it. But there was a lot of sweat and tears and heartbreak that oh, went behind sure. that. That's what I'm learning, you know. I, I just, you know, with all the ups and downs that I've been through so far, you know, I just learned that, okay, yeah, you just stick with it and things will actually fall into place. Like, you you know, I think you're given your dreams for a reason kind of thing. Wow, I like that. Because <laughs> I think oh, that's sweet. true. I think that's really true. You know, you can tell when I'm talking to you, um, I can certainly tell that you've got wisdom beyond your years. Oh, and, you're so nice. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you the truth. And I can feel that, that <laughs> the whole sense of joy that you have. And Aww. I know that, you know, joy is something that it's a motor, it's an engine. And if you have joy, it's it springboards you where you want to go. Um, it actually does, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's an amazing thing, and I try to encourage people, like, I'm, I'm quite the goof when I'm off the air. I'd like to be more goofy on air, but I don't know if people would really, you know, <laughs> chill about that or what. Oh, I think they'd <laughs> like it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, everything I do, I'm, I'm always trying to apply humor in what I'm doing, because I find that a lot of people are walking around, you know, kind of down and depressed, you know, they've got worries yeah. on their mind. And it lightens them up. And when you can lighten them up, it's it's like a service that you do. And I don't know. I'm kind of corny about it because I've seen it work. I've seen it, you know, heal people's hearts. And I've, I've seen it turn, turn their lives around, you know. No, I, I feel the exact same way. I feel like you should just be as nice to people as you possibly can. And I think that, like, for me personally, um, meditation really, really helped me get out of a dark place. So, yeah, I recommend that to anyone. Just, you know, just mindfulness or meditation or gratitude journals. It all helps. No, tell me you were in a bad place. Come on now. <laughs> no, just like, no, not, you know, not severe or anything, but just like, 
you know, different, you know, the different things that happen, like, you know, disappointments or things falling through or whatever, you know, um, it kind of adds up, but then you've got to clear that space for new things to come in, you know? Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. Who is yes. your favorite singer or band? Ooh, that's tricky. Um, personally, um, keeping it Canadian, I love Joni Mitchell. Um, I'm a big fan. And who else? Um, I, In terms of like rock bands, I really like the White Stripes. Oh, my um, God. Hotel, you <laughs> Yeah, no, I really, yeah, I really like them. I, I like so many different artists, it's crazy. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Daniel Johnson. He has some really cool stuff. He, um, and then there's Jake Bug. He's an English singer, uh, kind of like a blues, rock, country kind of guy. I feel like you'd really like him. He's awesome. I saw his show in Toronto, actually. Um, yeah, I used to check him out, Jake Bug. And yeah, that's all I can really say. It's hard to think of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to leave so anybody out either, everyone. right? Sorry? <laughs> and you don't want to leave anybody out and then you not go after I know. Shoot, so I should have said him. <laughs> exactly. No, but yeah, Joni Mitchell's a big one. And yeah, how about you? Oh, me? Um, I guess I'm kind of like... Uh, I am such a Steve Earle fan. It's it's ridiculous. Um, um, okay, I can't say I'm familiar. Steve Earle, he did. Um, he did. I guess his most famous song would be Copperhead Road, but he is mostly. He's most he he came out uh, really country when he first started. I think it was in the mid '80s that he mm -hmm. he kind of hit the airwaves, and then you know stuff happened and he left the record label or the record label left him. He went basically on his own, soloed for many, many years, and now uh -huh. he's back um, doing his hardcore outlaw country with uh, the Dukes again. And I, I just can't get sick of him because I love his uh, style of writing. He, okay. he was very influenced by uh, Tam Van Zant and Guy Clark and those guys. And I just, I don't know, I, he just, he's one of those artists that's rounded, you know, and he can pull off pretty much anything. That's awesome. Is Town Van Zandt the song Lungs? You know what? I can't remember. Cause, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. That's a great song. I think so, too, if I can. He had such a repertoire out. And Steve Goodman, awesome. of course. I mean, you got to love Steve Goodman. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel so... <laughs> So stupid, no, I've no they're not stupid. It's just probably way beyond your time. <laughs> <laughs> Look him up, though. I think if you like humor, you're going to love Steve Goodman because he wrote uh, a really famous song for Merle Haggard. He wrote uh, Riding Through the Village, what, of New Orleans? The town of New Orleans? Oh, my goodness. Or the village no. Yeah. I don't know it, but I'll definitely say <laughs> it. I just wrote, I just, I actually just wrote it down on the Steve Goodman, okay. Yeah, check him out because, and he awesome. didn't do a lot of like recorded stuff. Most of his is like live shots right out of wherever he was playing. And he's got, he could, I don't know, he's got a song out there called uh, Talk Backwards. And he literally okay. talks backwards through the song. Oh my gosh, I feel like that would be really hard to record. <laughs> That's what I thought too. And I'm like, I can't talk frontwards, let alone backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked me one time, hey, do you want to sing karaoke? I said, no, because I can't read and sing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is rather unnatural. 
that's funny. It I, is. I feel like... so lost. I feel, I've been to a few karaoke nights, and I'm used to uh, performing in the band, but also, like, by myself, so I always have a guitar or bass or something, and then it's just like, when you just got the microphone in your hands, you're like, what do I do? Exactly, How and do then I, I get to look at that dot that keeps jumping on the words. Yeah, that's distracting. <laughs> Oh, it's fun, though. It's fun. Now, like, what do you like to do? And um, I asked another musician this, and I laughed because he told me, uh, it was actually Miles Goodwin of April Wine. I said, what do you do? Oh, nice. What do you do for fun outside of music? And he said, this is my fun. <laughs> I was like, well, oh, okay. What do you well, do for fun? Really what do I do for fun? Well, our whole family kiteboards here. So, I don't know. Are, are you familiar with kiteboarding? I don't think so. And even if okay. I was, explain that to our listeners in case they aren't. <laughs> so it's, um, you've got a board. It looks like a wakeboard. And then you've got a harness on. And you've got this bar with these very, very, very long lines. And it's attached to a kite that's usually about, whatever, 10 meters. Well, 10 feet, 10 meters. Uh, 10 feet long. And, uh, yeah, and um, uh, it's awesome. It pulls you across the water. <laughs> And it's really fun. You can jump with it. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so now, um, are we friends enough I can come down and do this kite skitting with you? Of course, Carla. Because <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. I've told people, people said, what would you like to do on your bucket list? If you knew you were going to die tomorrow, what would you do? I said, hand glide. <laughs> oh, yeah, similar, I guess. Yeah, and they said, uh, well, why don't you just parachute? I said, no, no, no. I said, I can't, I can't handle the thought of just jumping out of the airplane, but running off a cliff, that works for me. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks so fun. <laughs> Apparently, it's more dangerous. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we'll just leave that for the experts. I won't test that theory. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that alone. <laughs> so now if maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. You'll see me floating down over the Dominica there and I'll be in a like, you know, cute little harness thing on a hand glider, hollering down, Hey Sam Is that you on that kite? <laughs> so when when are you coming back to Canada? That's a good question. Well, since we just signed with this RL recording uh, group, um, we are kind of just working things out. They're talking, you know, festivals and tours and all that stuff, and we're working on our single. So to answer your question, I am not really sure, but I think that some uh, exciting things will be happening soon, and we will definitely get to Canada as soon as we can. I want to go back to, because you mentioned about writing, and... I wanted to get your get get a little bit more detailed on that. You said you had an agent in New York. What yes. are are you allowed to? Sp I know sometimes you're under. You know, you can't talk about stuff. But can you tell us what you're writing? Is it like a book or? Yeah. No, I can. Um. Yeah. Um. It's a book. Uh, I'm just working on right now. It's a young adult book, and it's. Well, actually, it's it's kind of, I think this is the first time I've really, because it's fairly new, that I've really articulated what it's about. But it's about, you know, some dark stuff, like, you know, uh, feeling suicidal and all that kind of stuff, and a lot of stuff that young people go through, I guess. And I my aim is, I've written a couple books, actually, but this is um, the first one that I might get published or whatever when it's done. Um but uh, yeah, my aim is just kind of to try and help 
young people through that rough transition because it's just such a shock you know you've gone from this childhood like where you don't have to worry about stuff or whatever bills for most of us and then you know you're thrust into like oh this is real life and you know not everything you want happens and you have to work for things and stuff and yeah and there there's some dark stuff that goes along with that and so I just kind of want to instill like a sense of hope in that age group so I'm really drawn to writing for that young adult that's a really thing. that's a really awesome thing that you're doing because I think oh, that's a, you know it is a gap it's a gap there and um it, I think there's always the, that's one thing that the generations I think have all shared is that gap that it, there's really no prep um to get you maybe there is now I'm not sure I don't have um anybody in school that I I really know that's you know coming out of out of that into adulthood but there really isn't um there isn't anything to help people kind of transition into adulthood. It's just like you finish school and you go to college and then college, if you do go to college or university, and then bam, you're into a career. There's not yeah. really any time to figure out who you are as a person in the midst of totally. that. You know, and I remember my daughter, Sam, don't kill My daughter is named is Sam too, so. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I remember she told me one time, after you know she started into her adult years she said mom you didn't teach me nothing i said well i didn't figure i did <laughs> but she said no she said life skills like she says i don't know anything about um like like the financial things and the problems that she was going to run into and i said well i tried to talk to you about it but i said as a young person you weren't interested because it wasn't your reality right now <laughs> Yeah, no, it's so true, I know. And it is, it's a very difficult age group because you know it's coming up, and I remember that being that way. I knew it was coming up, but it's not coming up today, so I'm not going to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to deal with that cute guy at school right now. That's the only thing I'm thinking about. No, I know, it's so true. And I feel like they should have classes in school, not only to manage finances, but like life skills in terms of like conflict resolution, how to get along with people, you know, how to be mindful, how to be positive. Like, you know, there's so much that they should be teaching. Absolutely. And you know, like, you know how they value, I know in Canada, like now not so much Toronto. Toronto has so much more resources at its disposal than other areas of Canada just because of the population size and the demand that's put on government but uh, other areas like where I'm from um, there's a very big discrepancy like even now you'll see like that the the holy grail of sports teams are starting to wane off and schools from different districts have to share the one team because there's not enough volunteers there's not enough money to go around and you know, when I was growing up, they were taking music and visual arts out of the schools because it wasn't considered important. Yeah. But it's a sad thing because if you look at the studies and you look at what that actually did to us, it, it created a gaping hole in our in our society because now we don't value it like we used to. And it, yeah. it brought those things like you're talking about it was a, an engine for change so that while you were transforming, if you, you know, working in a band, whether it was like a, you know, nine piece school band type thing or, or a rock band, there was things like you were learning. Well, one would be conflict resolution right there, right? 
sure. Because you have to get along to play the music. Otherwise, the notes won't sound too good, you know? Yes. <laughs> They'll be a little squeaky. So, you know, these things are important. And I think that's probably why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I know other people are doing this is they're just reaching out and they're taking a hold of um, what we thought radio should be again and bringing it back to the people. And if they like it, that's wonderful. Um, I mean, we're open to suggestions, of course, if people want, want to suggest. Hey, folks, if you want to suggest anything, go to HGB Canada on Facebook. We're on Twitter. <laughs> we're everywhere. And uh, let us know. Also, let us know what you think of this particular show. I see I want to give a shout out to um, a few, there's quite a few uh, people tuning in tonight and I want to give a shout out to uh, all the ones in, wow, we got a lot of the United States is on tonight, Canada and uh, wow, thank you so much for tuning in and, and supporting uh, artists here and they're Canadian too. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. And Samantha, I got to tell you, it's it's something very important for me is um, the openness that you have to, you know, just be yourself. You know? Oh, that's so nice. You too, Carla. Oh, thank you. And you're just, you know, Eric said you're going to have so much fun with Samantha. And I said, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> Isn't he awesome? I just love yeah. him. And I think really, you know, like, what do you, what would you say in your age group is the hardest thing right now for female musicians in breaking into music? I guess what I would say is you don't have to be sexualized if you don't want to. If you want to, all the power to you. That's awesome. But if it's not your thing, like, you know, you don't want to be, you know, in little bikinis or whatever while you play guitar like just just be yourself I guess because I feel like everything's leaning strongly towards like you know the sexualization of female musicians and athletes and all, all kinds of females um but yeah just be you do that if you want to that's awesome but you don't you don't have to feel like you have to do that to make it um and stuff so I think that's important I suppose too something that uh everybody should consider is once you're branded you're pretty much branded and it's really hard to break the brand <laughs> oh absolutely i know so make sure you're really being authentic exactly because you'll have to carry that throughout your life you know and you yeah. change your mind you can't really well you can but it's really a difficult turn to make now yeah. um we're going to take this out on um the song uh, this is the ban i'll call it the banana song this is the one <laughs> and i want you to tell the listeners just one more time how to get to be part of this uh, giveaway that you're doing based on you hit me like a drug yes so yes for any of you tuning in right now um you can find it at still18.com and that's 18 spelled out not the number 18 and you'll see the giveaway right there and I, you just sign up it's really easy and yeah you can win some awesome dancing bananas merch and <laughs> so <laughs> 
<laughs> we would love to see you rocking that and please take a picture um if you do get that bananas merch because we will definitely post it and yes please reach out to us if you're listening to the show follow us on facebook instagram you can add our music on spotify and yeah we'd love to hear from you and lastly i just want to say that when i was talking about kiting for any kiteboarders out there i said for some reason i just had a brain fart that i said that it was in feet but it's in meters <laughs> I don't want any kiteboarders judging me. So, uh, yeah. You've been judged. <laughs> that's just been nagging at the corner of my mind. Like, uh-oh. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so very much. And actually, I'd like to talk to you again maybe when you guys... Uh, I, I know you're going to be probably really busy. But when your single comes out again and things start to settle down, maybe before another tour or whatever, I'd like to hook up again and see how it's going with you guys and have another chat if that's okay with you. Oh, we'd love that. And it's been such a blast. Thank you so much, Carla. Well, thank you so much, Samantha, for joining me. And uh, we're just going to take it out here on your song, You Hit Me Like a Drug. And uh, you take care. Thank you so much for being a part of HGV Canada. And we'll talk to you soon. Oh, thank you. Yeah, take care. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye, Sam. Have a great night. Bye. And that was Sam. Samantha Chiotti, and uh, she was talking to us from the Dominica Republic. Just a couple of announcements here before we go into the song. Um, We want to let you know that we are on TuneIn, so you can, if you missed this episode, you can catch it again. We're on anchor.fm under Carla's Coffee House with some slashes in between those words. And uh, you can always, when you jump onto Anchor FM, you can see everything that the show has already produced. We're just starting our YouTube page, so we're going to be going doing some live videos there. We've hooked up with the Rebel Revolver down in the Indianapolis in the USA. We're going to be bringing you a whole bunch of indie artists, and I think you're going to love it if you love the outlawed country type you're going to love that we do a lot here um we, we're doing um rock we're doing country we're doing folk i don't even know what the genres are these days because they've really changed but we're doing music and music that we believe you're going to fall in love with so go ahead um for 99 cents a month up to 9.99 a month you can support this podcast it helps out a lot um, yeah, I'm not making any big money off of this. In fact, actually, I'm investing myself every month because I believe in what we're doing here is important. It's wonderful to hear these artists um, getting the attention that they deserve. And guess what? You get some cool music to listen to that you might not have heard anywhere else, right? Right on. So we're going to give you this song here, Hit Me Like a Drug from Still 18. I want to thank you so much for joining Carla's Coffee House tonight. And you can catch me on KB Canada. Uh, that is an online radio station. You can catch them on Twitter. Q108 as well. Check those radio stations for the times and they will let you know when I am on. I believe I start tomorrow night, uh, April Fool's Day, and I'm not joking, <laughs> over on KB Canada. And it's going to be five times a week. So he's got a, quite a few radio stations over there coming out of London, Ontario. So take a listen if you missed it here. Thank you for your support for HGB. Share our page. Like what we do. It helps the artists and it helps you hear the music you know might not get a chance to hear otherwise. 
All right. Thanks for much, so much for joining me. I better go because I'm starting to stutter. <laughs> Good night, everyone. You hit me like a drug, a drug, a drug. Yeah.